0: Number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Let's jump in. Hillary Clinton at a Texas Tribune event today compared the recent Trump rally to a Hitler rally. We have Joe Biden comparing Trump and Trump supporters As semi-fascists. Now, this is the same media, the same party, that talks about the promotion of violence by Republicans and conservatives. Oh yes, all those riots led by Republicans and conservatives. Last year, 2020, over the years and the decades, that's right, it's the Republican riots everybody's had to worry about. Not the party of slavery, not the party of lynching, not the party of the Klan, not the party of Jim Crow, not the party of black codes, not the party of voter suppression, and all the rest of it. No, it's the Republicans and the constitutional conservatives you see. Here's what she said today. Cut twenty. Go.
2: And it's no longer just the whiff of violence, but the appeals to violence that we saw on January 6, but have seen and heard since then. I do. I worry about it a lot. You know, I remember as a as a young student. You know, young student. You
0: were a young commie even way back then. Go ahead.
2: People get basically. Um, drawn in by Hitler how did that happen and I'd watch newsreels and I'd see this guy standing up there ranting and raving and people shouting and raising their arms I thought what's happened to these people why did they believe that you saw the rally in Ohio the other night Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised I thought what is going on So there is a uh, real pressure, and I I think it is fair to say we're in a struggle between democracy and autocracy. What
0: else can these people say, ladies and gentlemen? You're now Hitler supporters. And so that will resonate over the weekend. That will be raised in the Sunday shows. That'll become now... Acceptable speech. Acceptable speech. And yet I don't have any Republican who supported Hitler. I don't of any Republican who pret- pretended the Holocaust didn't exist. I want to tell you about a very famous Democrat, Joseph Kennedy Sr., that's right, Joseph Kennedy, Sr. He was a complete sleazeball. Joseph Kennedy, Sr., History News Network. Arriving at London in early 1938, newly appointed U.S. Ambassador Joseph P. Kennedy took up quickly with another transplanted American, Viscountess Nancy Victor Longhorn Astor. Countess Astor assured Kennedy early in their friendship that he should not be put off by her pronounced and proud anti-Catholicism. I'm glad you're smart enough not to take my abuse personally, she wrote. Astor pointed out that she had a number of Roman Catholic friends, G.K. Chesterton among them, with whom she shared, if nothing else, a profound hatred for the Jewish race. Joe Kennedy, in turn, had always detested Jews generally, though he claimed several as friends individually. D. Kennedy seems to have tolerated the occasional Jew in the same way Astor tolerated the occasional Catholic. As fiercely anti-communist as they were anti-Semitic, Kennedy and Astor looked up, looked upon Adolf Hitler as a welcome solution to both of these world problems. Nancy's phrase. No member of the so-called Cliveden set, the informal cabal of appeasers who met frequently at Nancy Astor's palatial home see much concern with the dilemma faced by the Jews under the Third Reich. Astero Kennedy that Hitler would have to do more than just give a rough time to the killers of Christ before she'd be in favor of launching Armageddon to save them. The wheel of history swings round as the Lord would have it. Who are we to stand in the way of the future, she said. Kennedy replied that he expected the Jew media in the United States to become a problem. That Jewish pundits in New York and L.A. were already making noises contrived to set a match to the fuse of the world. Maybe they were neocons. During May of 1938, Kennedy engaged in extensive discussions with the new German ambassador to the Court of St. James, Herbert von Dirksen. In the midst of these conversations, held without approval from the U.S. State Department, Kennedy advised von Dirksen that President Roosevelt was the victim of Jewish influence. It was poorly informed as to the philosophy, ambitions, and ideals of Hitler's regime. The Nazi ambassador subsequently told his bosses that Kennedy was, quote, Germany's best friend, unquote, in London. Now, columnists back in the States condemned Joe Kennedy's fraternizing. Kennedy later claimed that 75% of the attacks made on him during his ambassadorship emanated from caught a number of Jewish publishers and writers, some of them in their zeal did not hesitate to resort to slander and falsehood to achieve their aims, he said. He told his oldest son, Joe Jr., that he disliked having to put up with Jewish columnists who criticized him with no good reason. Like his father, Joe Jr., admired Adolf Hitler, young Joe had come away impressed by Nazi rhetoric after traveling to Germany as a student in 1934. Writing at the time, Joe applauded Hitler's insight in realizing the German people's, quote, need of a common enemy, someone whom to make the goat, someone by whose riddance riddance the Germans would feel they had cast out the cause of their predicament. I was it was excellent psychology, he wrote, and it was too bad that it had to be done to the Jews. The dislike of the Jews, however, was well founded. This is his writing. They were at the heads of all big business and law, etc. It is all to their credit for them to get so far, but their methods have been quite unscrupulous. The lawyers, prominent judges were Jews, and if you had a case against a Jew, you were nearly always going to lose it. As far as the brutality is concerned, it must have been necessary to use some. Brutality was in the eye of the beholder. Writing to Charles Lindbergh, Shortly after Kristallnacht in November of 1938, Joe Kennedy Sr. seemed more concerned about the political ramifications stemming from high-profile righteous anti-Semitism than he was about the actual violence done to the Jews. Quote, isn't there some way to persuade the Nazis it is on a situation like this that the whole program of saving Western civilization might hinge? It is more and more difficult for those seeking peaceful solutions to advocate any plan when the papers are filled with such horror. Clearly, Kennedy's chief concern about Kristallnacht was that it might serve to harden anti fascist sentiment at home in the United States. Like his friend Charles Coughlin, an anti Semitic broadcaster and priest, Kennedy always remained convinced of what he believed to be the Jews' corruption, malignant, profound influence. In American culture and politics. He said the Democratic Party policy of the United States is a Jewish production, he told a British reporter near the end of 1939, adding confidently that Roosevelt would fall in 1940. But it wasn't Roosevelt who fell. Kennedy resigned his ambassadorship just weeks after FDR's overwhelming triumph at the polls. He then retreated to his home in Florida. A bitter, resentful man nurturing religious and racial bigotries that put him out of step with his country and out of touch with history. Mm-hmm. That was uh, Edward Runahan Jr. History News Network dot com. You can check it out yourself. There's many books that have been written on this. And Joe Jr. who died. As a pilot of a plane that was filled with bombs to deliver over over the enemy in Europe. And I just wanted you to be aware of this. The Third Reich had strong voices in the Democrat Party. The Klan had strong voices in the Democrat Party. The Marxists today have strong voices in the Democrat Party. The anti-Semites today have strong voices in the Democratic Party. A Trump rally. Hitler. The irony. What she doesn't point out, of course, at the Texas Tribune event, is that Donald Trump is adored... Celebrated in Israel by the Jews. That Donald Trump was the greatest president in the short history of the state of Israel. That Donald Trump moved the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. That Donald Trump cut off funds to the terrorist Palestinian Authority and signed the Taylor Act. That Donald Trump recognized that the Golan Heights were needed for security by the Israelis and recognized it as Israeli territory. That Donald Trump was the force behind the Abraham Accords and so many so many peace deals that were made with Arab slash Muslim countries between Israel, and those countries. That it was Barack Obama, one of the great anti-Semites, as president. It's Joe Biden who's going to arm the Iranian regime with nuclear warheads. It's Talib who makes endless anti-Semitic statements without consequences. It's John Kerry who made one of the most horrific speeches in modern American history undermining the state of Israel at the United Nations. And it's Hillary Clinton who served in that administration and took step after step after step to weaken that country. And yet she compares Trump and his rally to a Hitler rally. To a Hitler rally. Hillary Clinton was quiet for a while, wasn't she, folks? I guess the statute of limitations must have run on a number of federal criminal statutes. Because now she's back. She's back as the evil, shameless, corrupt demagogic poisonous cancerous jerk she's always been she's always been and you know what Hillary you often remind me of Eva Peron or is it Eva Braun I can't remember I'll be right back
1: love in Folks,
0: back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not. About whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com There's a lot more that can be said. I won't spend any more time on this for now about the conduct of the Democrats, including Franklin Roosevelt and refugees, including the Democrat-owned New York Times and the Holocaust, including certain Democrat senators and members of the House. But it's a funny thing. When you look at the history of black people in this country, when you look at the history, even more recently, of Jews in this country, when you look right now at the history of Asians in this country and so forth, The Democrat Party is an evil party. It is a very evil, racist party. Look what's happening at Democrat-controlled Harvard College. Whether it's because of family and culture or who knows what, there are more Asian students who do better in college than other students, and better in high school than other students. It could be the emphasis of the family. It could be the history of certain Asian populations. Who knows and who cares? Better grades, better SAT scores, better LSTAT scores, and Harvard discriminates against them. They don't want too many Asians at Harvard. They want a more diverse population. So if you write that you're a certain type of sex and it's not binary or you do certain kinds of things with your genitalia or if you write about a particular experience or something like that, like you have served in prison for murder but now you're out and you're a good guy and so forth, uh, they will accept you. But if you're just Asian or for that matter, Jewish, but particularly Asian, and you apply, and you're just a damn good, law-abiding citizen and student, you have a tough time getting into Harvard. I'll be right back. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillstone College is weighing in for America. By offering free online courses such as The Great American Story: A Land of Hope and Constitution 101: The Meaning and History of the Constitution, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's levin, L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com.
1: Mark Lovin, the most passionate conservative on radio. Talk with him now at 877-381-3811.
0: I am remiss that I didn't mention my good buddy Brian Mudd filling in the other day, and I really appreciate it. He's terrific. He's a good friend. Great patriot. Great broadcaster. You know, uh, partial birth abortion and infanticide, That, to me, equates more with the Third Reich than than attacking Donald Trump and his supporters. you agree, Mr. Producer? Killing babies. I'm talking about at the last moments, as we discussed. It seems to me to have a very dark past. That's what genocidal regimes do. All of these Democrat-run corporations, all these Democrat boards, Democrat executives, these corporatists, all these Democrats in athletics, all these Democrats in the media, all these Democrats that run Apple and Nike and all the rest of it, doing business in communist China, which has death camps for Uyghurs. Death camps for Uyghurs. Hillary Clinton doesn't speak out against that. Joe Biden doesn't speak out against that. Kamala Harris doesn't speak out against that. Why is that? What they're doing to this country is destroying it. The American Marxist. That's why I wrote that book, and that's why it was a massive bestseller. Not because my name's on it, but because it exposes what's taking place in this country hook, line, and sinker from beginning to end. Joe Biden goes to the National Education Association headquarters in Washington, D.C. Have you ever seen that place? It's massive. You want to check it out. You paid for it. And he goes there to give a speech. And in part, what does he say? to his teacher union buddies cut five,
3: go. What we do in the next several years is going to determine what this country looks like in 25 and 30 years. It's that consequential. Now, 46 days to choose. 46 days and a path offered by Democrats. It's con- contrasted with the one offered by the MAGA Republicans. And by the way, not all Republicans MAGA are Republicans. MAGA
0: Republicans. Repo- the MAGA Republicans. When will the Republicans start calling them the Marxist Democrats? When? They don't hold back on that side. When are you going to call them the Marxist Democrats? Make them defend themselves. First they'll laugh. Then they'll get nervous. Then they'll get angry but they're gonna be on their heels. The Marxist Democrats, that's what they are. Everything they do is a throwback, at least in general, to that ideology, including the abuse of language, including the role reversals, this is what they do.
3: Go ahead. So I wanna make that clear. And for years and years, I had a reputation. I remember I got beat up in the campaign by saying that I wanted to unify the country. and unify First of all, you party.
0: didn't get beat up in the campaign, moron. That was you walking into walls, banging your head. You didn't just work with Republicans. You worked with James Eastley, Who was a racist and segregationist right to his death. To block school integration. The irony. And here he is speaking to the National Education Association at their headquarters in Washington, D.C. And this very man, he didn't just go along with opposition to integration, he helped write the bill. Do you understand what I'm saying? And he used as racist a language as any racist and segregationist at the time. He didn't want his kids going into the jungle. Words to that effect. In fact, the southern racists so like Joe Biden that George Wallace would praise him, and Biden would thank George Washington uh, George Wallace for praising him. The MAGA Republicans. Wow, what a curse! Right? The Marxist Democrats.
3: Go ahead. They used to be able to do that. But things have changed a whole bunch. The MAGA Republicans control the Republican Party right now and that's self-evident. So that's part, self- part of the propaganda and I've written
0: about this and Unfreedom of the Press as well as American Marxism is to keep repeating things. Now The Third Reich didn't invent this. An American, a marketing person, wrote an entire book on this subject, and we've talked at length about it during the course and the history of this program. And the book was called Propaganda. Hitler read the book, and he liked the book. He recommended it to his buddy Goebbels. And so we... In the context of what Hillary's talking about, her audio, which we started the program with, it's the repetition. That's how you get a big lie to be believed. It's repetition. And if Joe Biden does anything well, it's repetition. It's repeating himself. And so he will continue down this road. And so will the rest of his party that the most violent party to ever exist in this country accuses the Republicans of being violent. But even more, even more when you look at the repetition, the repetition, the repetition. Go ahead. So there's a lot at stake here. A lot at stake here, ladies and gentlemen. We must keep the country safe. From the memories, Hillary says, of the, of the Hitler rallies. How did these people do this? And raise their arms and do these sort of things? Doesn't that remind you of that? The black and white films?
3: Shocking. Shocking. Cut six, go. Earlier today, after opposing and obstructing everything we tried to do to stop progress for the last two years, the House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy went to Pennsylvania and unveiled what he calls a commitment to America. That's a that's a, a thin series of policy goals with little or no detail did that he said. Did
0: you read them, Joe? Did you read them?
3: You can't read, can you, Joe?
0: You had a problem at the beginning of your career, and now you're just totally out of it. Did somebody write on his cue card, sit down so he would sit down already? No. We're going to go over some of these issues, commitment to America, but go ahead.
3: Pursue if they regain control of the Congress. In the course of nearly an hour, here's a few of the things we didn't hear. We didn't hear him mention the right to choose. We didn't hear him mention Medicare. The right to choose?
0: There is a right to choose, and the states will make that determination. Are you such a blockhead that you don't understand what the Supreme Court did?
3: Go ahead. I didn't hear him mention Social Security.
0: Why would he mention Social Security? What do you mean mention Social Security? This is the scare tactic of the dumbest senator ever, the dumbest vice president ever, and the dumbest
3: president ever. Go ahead. Look at what Kevin said today. He said Republicans want to, quote, preserve our constitutional freedom. That sounds great. I'm for doing that as well. We all are. But look at what they've actually done. The MAGA Republicans just cheered and embraced the first Supreme Court decision in our entire history. The first one in our entire history that just didn't fail to preserve a constitutional freedom. It actually took away a fundamental right that had been oh, granted. Oh, really?
0: The first one. first one. That took away a fundamental freedom. And they cheered that decision. I guess it depends what human being you're talking about, doesn't it? The obsession of the Democrat Party with abortion reminds me of the obsession of Margaret Sanger with eugenics. Oh, yeah. I talked to you about that the other day, didn't I, Mr. Producer? I discussed that at length with the nation. She was a eugenicist. She started Planned Parenthood. They've been pushing abortions ever since, particularly on minorities, particularly on the handicapped, mentally and physically. And the Democrat Party is obsessed with this. Have you ever wondered why? Why are they so obsessed with this? Why do they take it to such extremes about right up to birth? You even had a Democrat governor talking about infanticide. What's going on here? That's what's going on here. Remember, Joe Biden's career started out as a racist. How do you explain their obsession with this issue? Not securing the border, not with the, fighting the murderers in the street by throwing the law and order book at them. No, 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 no. It's an obsession. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's levin, L-E-V-I-N, for hillsdale.com. By the way... I am very, very excited about the Sunday show on Life, Liberty, and Levin at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and so forth and so on. I am very, very excited about it. So please take a look at it. If you don't want to watch it live or you can't watch it live, you can DVR it. When I watch shows, I always like to watch them live, but just in case, my wife records them in case we get... Interrupted with a call or have to run out or whatever the situation. So I would encourage you If uh, if you can't watch it live maybe DVR it 8 p.m. Eastern 5 p.m. Pacific and 7 p.m. Central It is really a fantastic program this week, and we try to make it a fantastic program unique Substantive compelling intriguing every single week we work hard on it. We try and do it right I don't have a conga line of guests. I don't interrupt my guests. I don't go on and on and on. I try to get subjects addressed. If I have something to say, I usually say it in the opening statement, which is typically not more than 12 to 14 minutes max. I don't use teleprompters. Do I have notes? Yes, from time to time I write myself notes. Often I don't even have notes. Sometimes I will show you books. I will show you the Constitution, the Declaration, whatever the situation is. But it's been said it's the most unique program and the smartest program on TV. You can be the judge of that. But I hope you'll continue to watch it. I hope you'll continue to watch it. So most of this is already laid out in American Marxism. But if you go to Chapter 6... I want to remind you of something. I discuss at some length there that Karl Marx was not an economist. Most of his adult life, he was a so-called journalist. Started writing for a German paper in 1842. Founded his own newspaper in 1848. Believe it or not, he worked for the New York Tribune. Uh, which came out because he'd met an American newspaper editor, <coughs> excuse me, in Cologne in 1848, who a few years later asked Marx to contribute some articles to the Tribune on Germany. And uh, and they viewed Marx and Engels, the Tribune, as a way to publicize their views to a larger number of readers. And of course, a New York newspaper was more than happy to help them. And. Um, The editor of dispatches for the New York Tribune, James Ledbetter, in a 2008 book on Marx's articles for the Tribune, explains that the basic Marx approach to his New York Tribune column was to take an event that was in the news, an election, an uprising, the second opium war, the outbreak of the American Civil War, and sift through it so they could boil it down to some fundamental questions of politics or economics. And then on those questions, he would make his judgment. In other words, he would press his ideology. Sound familiar? Maggot Haberman and the other maggots in the media. Sound familiar? Hillary Rotten Clinton and her ilk. Sound familiar? Joe Biden, who each day, passing day, sounds more and more like a lowlife. That's right, I said it. And I'll be right back. (laughs) This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here.
1: He's here.
0: We will get to Commitment to America, which is the position statement for the Republicans in the House who are all running, as well as Republican candidates. It's actually quite comprehensive and quite good, which is why the Democrats attack it. They're running on abortion, 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 particularly in the last second of of, uh, before birth. As I crack open American Marxism, I think all the program directors who listen to this program ought to think about reading it too seriously. I think it would influence them as well, in terms of their hosts, in terms of the the programming. It's very important. The late political theorist Hannah Arendt, wrote in her book, The Oranges of Totalitarianism. And I quote, that while it is true that the masses are obsessed by a desire to escape from reality, because in their essential homelessness, they can no longer bear its accidental, incomprehensible aspects. It is also true that their longing for fiction has some connection with those capacities of the human mind. Whose structural consistency is superior to mere occurrence. So she's talking about particularly bad economic times. The masses' escape from reality is a verdict against the world in which they are forced to live, in which they cannot exist. Since coincidence has become its supreme master, and human beings need the constant transformation of chaotic and accidental conditions into a man-made pattern of relative consistency. The revolt of the masses against realism, common sense, and all the plausibilities of the world was the result of their atomization, of their loss of social status, along which with they they lost the whole sector of communal relationships and those framework. Common sense no longer makes sense. And their situation of spiritual and social homelessness. Spiritual and social homelessness. A measured insight into the interdependence of the arbitrary and the planned. The accidental and the necessary could no longer operate. Totalitarian propaganda can outrageously insult common sense only where common sense has lost its validity. Before the alternative of facing the anarchic growth and total arbitrariness of decay are bowing down before the most rigid, fantastically fictitious consistency of an ideology. The masses will always choose, probably, the latter, and be ready to pay for it with individual sacrifices. And this not because they are stupid or wicked, but because in the general disaster this escape grants them a minimum of self-respect. In other words, people in a culture or a society in decline, as I put it, which ceases to be a unifying and civil society, and where the just social order unravels, are highly susceptible to believing and following dangerous fictions, even if they lead to their own demise. Now, she went on to say, before they seize power and establish a world according to their doctrines, Totalitarian movements conjure up a lying world of consistency. Which is more adequate to the needs of the human mind than reality itself. Think about what you watch on TV. Think about this big lie constantly. MAGA Republicans. Semi-fascists. They conjure up a lying world of consistency. In which through sheer imagination... Uprooted masses can feel at home and are spared the never-ending shocks which real life and real experiences deal to human beings and their expectations. The force possessed by totalitarian propaganda before the movements have the power to drop iron curtains to prevent anyone's disturbing. By the slightest reality, the gruesome quiet of an entirely imaginary world lies in its ability to shut the masses off from the real world the only signs which the real world still offers to the understanding of the unintegrated and disintegrating masses whom every new stroke of ill luck makes more gullible are, so to speak, its lucani, that is, the questions it does not care to discuss publicly or the rumors it does not dare to contradict. In other words, circumstances reach a point. Where people want to believe, where people want to believe. So the Democrat Party tries to cut the people off from from the avenues of a civil society. They try to centralize power. They limit choices. They limit the language. They limit the competition of ideas. They demand. ...uniformity, indoctrination, ideology. Where do you go? They own the courts, they own the prosecutors, they own the FBI. Where do you go? The shelves are more and more empty. The price of food is going through the roof. The price of fuel is going through the roof. You have to limit where you can go. You're told that you're the cause of the greatest threat the world faces... Climate change. It's you. You don't pay your fair share. You're not surrendering enough of your liberty to the state. You don't listen well enough. You're not going along with the program. Forget about faith. We've pushed it out of the public square. We will force you to do things that your faith says you're not supposed to do, whether you like it or not. And if you object, you must be mega-maga. You must be a maga republican You must be a semi-fascist. You're to be hated and feared. You're violent. You're stupid. That's what Joe Biden is doing. That's what Hillary Clinton is doing. They're using the tactics, the well-worn tactics of the totalitarians. And they repeat them and repeat them and repeat them again. They're reinforced by the media, by American Pravda. That's how it works. You're not to think for yourself, they're thinking for you. You're to abide, you're to adhere, you're to comply. Don't call people by their names, call them something else so they're not people anymore. Don't recognize a God-given biological fact. Be confounded and confused and shut your mouth. Education is indoctrination. It's what it is, and that's what it must be. And don't follow any political leaders or would-be leaders who stand against them, who stand against the totalitarians. They will be destroyed. They will suffer the consequences of their independence. They will suffer the consequences when they reject what's demanded of the entire society. You must be fascists. You must be violent. You must be part of the group of January 6th that rushed the the Capitol building, all of you. That is a day to remember the insurrection against the great central government, the insurrection. Your liberty is not the issue. They never talk about liberty. Your liberty is not the issue. Their power is the issue. Their power is the issue. Everything they do is about empowering themselves. They use the Democrat Party as the political edifice through which they force people to do the things that they demand of them. The Democrat Party is an alien party. It's not something the framers would have ever dreamt of. The American media isn't a media at all. It is a totalitarian mouthpiece. It's not about objectivity and impartiality. Every major news platforms owned by a major corporation. And these corporations are not about free speech or the First Amendment. They're about protecting what is theirs. And when they can, expanding it. Many of them are in the business of buying politicians, particularly the Democrat Party and their politicians. That's where they view the power is, certainly in the future. We need to wrap our injustices and our incoherence in self-righteousness. Abortion. There's a liberty right that's been taken away. It's never been taken away before. Well Apart from the fact that nobody took it away, because nobody had the power to give it, it exists all over this country. And any woman who needs or wants an abortion gets an abortion. I don't see all the stories demonstrating the opposite Do you. Where's the evidence? And here, what is this obsession? Well, there was also the issue you might recall in the Obama administration of Ezekiel Emanuel. You reach a certain age. You shouldn't be receiving expensive drugs or technologies or care. You've lived your life. That money needs to be spent on other people, certainly not preborn babies, but other people. And the state will decide who those people are. You needn't worry. Just and equitable decisions will be made for you. You'll get to pick your doctor. That's what they told you, but then you don't get to pick your doctor. The state'll pick your doctor. That's all. These are the American Marxists. These are the people who embrace tyranny. These are the people who have totalitarian mindsets. And when you hear Joe Biden screaming like a mental patient about MAGA Republicans, I want to tell you a little secret. The people who are most independent, who are most patriotic, who love this country more than others, who are people of faith, who are law abiding, who pay their taxes, the vast majority of them are MAGA Republicans. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's an. Another something else Pure Talk is going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this. Just go to puretalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, Levin Podcast, that's L E V I N Podcast, and check out and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. Joe Biden at the National Education Association today. Cut, nine, go.
3: There's a lot more Republicans out there taking credit for the new bridges and those boards that are collapsing than actually voted for it. What?
0: Can you play that again?
3: There's a lot more Republicans out there taking credit for the new bridges and those boards that are collapsing than actually voted for it.
0: Nobody knows what he said. He doesn't know what he said. And so he will be added to a list of moronics. Cut, nine, go.
3: There's a lot more Republicans out there taking credit for the new bridges and those bones that are collapsing than actually voted for it. What are they? Can the, uh, the <clears throat> it get a final? The ghost track? They have the It
1: calls when, if you, they just gave, you gave them. We, the, the, withdraw, bringing U.S. home troops
3: from home. And, and, and the, the, the. you
1: know, you know uh, You, know what?
3: you. Know, you somebody wait so uh, what finally what um, uh um oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. of 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 un uh, of
1: budget of, but resist we much we must and we will much about that be committed i i, I i'm i'm a warrior <laughs>
3: um you know the the that it was the,
1: I mean, they, 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 they said. that
3: Look, the the the, the yeah. Was it was it him? What? I I I, I, I didn't. It, 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 it,
1: if 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 we if we, if we
3: you know it, it uh you know it, 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 it
2: we can walk and chew
3: gum the... We all these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the... go. You know the you know the thing. True international pressure. Been impeached for inciting the
1: erection. Donald John Donald John Trump incited the erection insurrection.
3: And uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, to confidence in the integrity. Private private uh, 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 economic uh, part of the um, the. Um, uh, Mr. The, uh, the cent, uh,
2: the, the, I don't do some of you to some of the leadership of uh, the, the,
3: every. No, no, well... no, 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 no. Don't uh, let uh, let it. You know how much we do with the deficit this year? Bridges and those balls that are collapsing.
0: Mm. Now, we don't want to overwhelm it with Biden quotes, but there you have it maggot haberman of the new york times i do not understand how she can be a so-called journalist and at the same time one of the biggest hacks on cnn but when you understand this is the nature of phony journalism today provident america then you understand that maggot haberman is perfect cut 10 go
2: but it is another thing as you say that he will point to to say you know i am a victim they're after me he has he has been i think the biggest demagogue we have seen in in politics um in national politics in this country um in in modern memory possibly in the history of the country and he is very good at using any time somebody is looking into uh possible misconduct or alleged misconduct and saying it's an example of just how unfair it all is
0: yes i am and maggie haberman talking about donald trump i am obsessed with uh, donald trump I need uh, psychiatric care, being Maggot Haberman here, I just can't kick my mind off of him. Even though he's no longer president, I'd rather not write about the current president because I support the current president. And, uh, and of course, he's the biggest demagogue we've seen in politics and national politics in this country, certainly in modern memory. And I know I've done an exhaustive examination of the demagogues in modern memory. That's right, and Donald Trump is the number one demagogue, and he he always plays the role of victim, you know, just because he's unfairly impeached twice, unfairly investigated criminally by the Mueller uh, gang, uh, just because uh, they kept demanding his taxes, just because they went after his family and his businesses, just because they used the emoluments clause, the phony dossier, the Russia collusion phony, they violated the FISA law. Just because they did all these things, you know, he must be probably the biggest paranoid, as, as you may imagine. Um, and, uh, and it's such an honor to be here at the Constipated News Network because I'm Maggot Hammerman and I'm constantly constipated. In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's an. Another something else Pure Talk is going to give you this month when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this: just go to PureTalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and check out and get your second month free. Go to PureTalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk.
1: Mark Levin, America's Tyranny Hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811.
0: Let me tell you a little secret, America. Joe Biden is not going to run for re-election. He has no intention of running for re-election. He doesn't care what you think about him. He doesn't even care if his party loses. Do you want to know why? Because he's perfected the ability to rule like a dictator for all their talk about dictators. He's had more executive orders than any modern president. His executive orders, by one calculation, total the amount of $1.5 trillion. $1.5 trillion. By executive order, he has destroyed uh, diversity in this country, put in place racial preferences. He has destroyed women's su- uh, sports by endorsing the most radical and perverse element in our society. Destroyed women's sports. He's working very, very closely with the AN- uh, NEA and the AFT in destroying our classrooms and giving them paramilitary backup with the FBI and the Department of Justice. All this without legislation. He has spent a trillion dollars on welfare for students and former students who took out loans that were their obligation. Redistributing wealth to his biggest voting bloc. All without legislation. He's sending his goons out to harass Supreme Court justices over the Dobbs decision. He's threatening the elderly destroying their pensions with inflation, but he's threatening them with scaremongering, somehow pretending that Social Security and Medicare are under attack by Republicans. He keeps saying it, the big lie. Repeat it. He does all this without legislation, and he'll continue to act without legislation. He's destroyed our immigration system, the border, which is a crime-infested anarchy going on there now. You don't need legislation to ignore legislation. Existing law, so he's ignored our immigration laws altogether. He He promotes voting fraud by attacking any Republican legislature that dares to put in place measures to try and prevent it. And uses its Department of Justice to sue those legislatures claiming voter suppression. That's how they work. Now if they win the House and the Senate back, what they intend to do is to add four more Democrats to the United States Senate. By adding the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico as states. What they intend to do is abolish the filibuster. So by a mere majority, they can continue their, their war on the American system of government, the economic system, and the American citizen, if they want it back. Joe Biden doesn't care. Joe Biden's son is already a derelict. He can't be reformed. He doesn't care enough about the country. He cares about his legacy. And you get great legacies in the history books in this country. The more damage you do to it. Like Franklin Roosevelt. The bigger socialist you are, the greater the president you are. The bigger racist you are, like Woodrow Wilson. The bigger write-up you get. They'll immunize you. They'll protect you. The media and and history is filled with Maggie Haberman types. Maggie Haberman types. It's true. It's sad. The commitment to America. It is very much like the contract with America under Newt Gingrich, and that's a good thing, folks. We've been saying now for how long the Republicans need to have a you know, they need to have a, a clear, consistent, unifying message. So they have a preamble. America is exceptional. Now, you won't hear Democrats say this. In fact, they don't believe America is the greatest country in the world. We know this from a recent survey that was taken. As Americans, we cherish our rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I am a little disappointed. I thought they were going to say, Mr. Producer, life, liberty, and Levin. We salute those who paid the ultimate sacrifice in defense of our freedoms. We celebrate the rich heritage of the American story and the vibrancy of the American dream. Here they are saying things that the Democrat Party cannot say and will not say, given the reprobates and malcontents and the miscreants that populate that party. And we embrace the responsibility to protect and uphold all that has made this nation the world's shining beacon of hope. Unfortunately, over the past two years, Democrats in Washington have led America off track. They created crisis after crisis, from crippling inflation and rampant crime to failing schools, border chaos, and disrespect for our nation across the globe. Worse, they've ignored our constituents' priorities and shown contempt for their values. We will not allow it. The commitment to America represents a new direction and a better approach that will get our nation back on track. Because Americans are workers and builders, we commit to remove government-imposed obstacles to their success. Hardworking taxpayers should be valued, not punished. Uh, Joe Biden thought this was thin gruel. Basically, I think he couldn't understand it because no Americans should live in fear. We commit to reverse soft on crime policies that have caused violence in our communities. Public safety is a necessity, not a privilege because Americans are learners and dreamers. We commit to advance excellence in education and respect for the dedicated parents and teachers. Our future depends on it. Because Americans deserve fairness and real accountability, we commit to make Washington finally serve the needs of the people. We can no longer afford business as usual, and we will work with anyone who shares these goals as long as they put people before politics. But the extreme ideology of this Democrat majority blinds them to the challenges of everyday Americans. They're simply too partisan and out of touch to correct course now. So be it. Starting day one, we will work to deliver an economy that's strong, a nation that's safe, a future that's built on freedom, and a government that's accountable. This is our commitment to America, and in Congress, restored to the American people, we will do everything in our power to make it a reality. Now some specifics. An economy that's strong. Fight inflation and lower the cost of living. Curb wasteful spending that is raising the price of groceries, gas, cars, housing, growing our national debt. Increase take-home pay, create good-paying jobs, and bring stability to the economy through pro-growth tax and deregulatory policies. That seems pretty specific. Make American energy independent and reduce gas prices. Maximize production of reliable, cleaner American-made energy and cut the permitting process time in half to reduce reliance on foreign countries, prevent rolling blackouts and lower the cost of gas and utilities. Seems specific. Strengthen the supply chain and independence on China. Move supply chains away from China. Expand U.S. manufacturing. Enhance America's economic competitiveness and cyber resiliency. And a nation that's safe. Secure the border and combat illegal immigration. Fully fund effective border enforcement strategies, infrastructures, and advanced technology. To prevent illegal crossings and trafficking by cartels. End catch and release loopholes. Require legal status to get a job and eliminate welfare incentives. That's very specific. Reducing crime and protecting the public safety, support 200,000 more police officers through recruiting bonuses and oppose all efforts to defund the police. Crack down on prosecutors and district attorneys who refuse to prosecute crimes while permanently criminalizing all forms of illicit fentanyl. Support our troops, invest in an efficient, effective military, establish a select committee on China, and exercise peace through strength with our allies to counter increasing global threats and a future that's built on freedom. You won't see that in any Democrat paper. Make sure every student can succeed and give parents a voice. Advance the Parents' Bill of Rights, recover lost learning from school closures, and expand parental choice so over a million more students can receive the education their parents know is best. And by the way, that's how you break the back of these Marxist unions. Defend fairness by ensuring that only women can compete in women's sports. Seems very specific. Personalize care to provide affordable options and better quality. Delivered by trusted doctors. Lower prices through transparency, choice, and competition. Invest in life-saving cures and improve access to telemedicine. Provide greater privacy and data security protections. On big tech, of course. Equip parents with more tools to keep their kids safe online and stop companies from putting politics ahead of people. And a government that's accountable, uphold free speech, protect the lives of unborn children and their mothers, guarantee religious freedom, and safeguard the Second Amendment. Conduct rigorous oversight, in government abuse of power and corruption. Provide real transparency and require the White House to answer for its incompetence at home and abroad. Save and strengthen Social Security and Medicare. There's your answer, Biden. And special treatment for members of Congress by repealing proxy voting. And increase accountability in the election process through voter ID, accurate voter rolls, and observer access. That seems quite specific. What are you going to do? Write a piece of legislation and attach it to each one of these? It's ridiculous. This is a political government uh, document which is intended to become a governing document, the specifics of which, I mean, the details of which would follow. So why don't the Democrats put one together? Tell us where they want to take the country. I mean, are we going to go further and further down the toilet? The answer is yes with them. They're running on one issue, America, abortion, that's it. And they're not even telling you the truth about that. They're incapable of telling you the truth about that. They believe in partial birth, abortion, and infanticide. Every damn one of them voted for it. Every single one of them, even the phony moderates who are now knocking on your door and sending you flyers and running ads with millions and millions and millions in dark money to try and redefine themselves to accommodate their constituents. They don't want to run on their records. I'll be right back.
1: Mark lovin'. In a world full of
0: takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's an. Another something else Pure Talk is going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this. Just go to puretalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast, that's L E V I N Podcast, and check out and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. something funny and of course the Reuters these phony news outfits are hilarious they're basically as you well know they are uh, the ugly cheerleaders for the uh, for the ugliest of the Democrats so Biden to aim at bully DeSantis in Florida's 2024 loom so Biden may come to Florida next week or the week after the campaign against DeSantis because DeSantis is a bully Not Mr. My Hair on My Leg Popcorn. Not Mr. I'll take Trump out there and beat him. Mr. Tough Guy, who's never beaten anything. Well, not him. Not Mr. The Border's Open. People are being raped. There's mayhem. People are being killed, but it's secure. Not Mr. Biden. No, Biden. He grew up with punks like him. I did all the time. They were all around me. Couldn't stand them. Never thought this schmuck would be president of the United States. Seriously. He's your number one. uh, Demagogue maggot Haberman. Number one. But that won't sell on CNN. And look, grifting is what grifting is. So she's making a few bucks and I get it. So Biden to aim at bully DeSantis in Florida. At 2024. And it takes two reporters to write this. Jarrett Renshaw... And Nadida Bose, if that is her name, Joe Biden will be the first time as U.S. president hold a political rally in a state which he lost in 2020. Well, he lost a lot of states when he treks to Florida on Tuesday to stage a showdown with potential 2024 rival, fierce critic, possible Trump successor, Ron DeSantis. They love their run on sentences and Biden's expected to offer his most sharply targeted attack yet on DeSantis. Why don't you do your job as president, you schmuck? Stop running all over the place, making an ass out of yourself, embarrassing your fellow countrymen. And notice he never goes to the border. Everywhere but the border. I'll be right back. inflation is hitting us very hard right now from the gas pump to dining out i'm shocked every time i get the bill that's why i'm here to tell you about upside upside is an incredible app for cash back when you buy gas groceries or dine out with every purchase earn cash back thanks to upside you know my kids eat out all the time and they love getting cash back more money to spend the next time right to get started, download the free Upside app Use by promo code Rewind and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Now, in comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Folks, Upside users are earning more than a million dollars back every single week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app. Use promo code Rewind. That's promo code Rewind to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase Of $10 or more. That's $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code Rewind. He's
1: here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building we've once again made contact with our leader Mark Levin.
0: Hello America, Mark Levin here Our number 877-381-3811 877-381-3811 You know what Mr. Producer I'm in the mood for Chinese food tonight You know that? What do you like? Say that again? You like sesame chicken? I like crispy beef I like uh, oh, I like it all. I really do. Now, the funny thing is, I can't eat it repeatedly. In other words, maybe once a week or every other week. Like Italian food. Mr. Producer's is an Italian friend. I could eat that three times a week. I could. Uh, but, uh, man, when you eat it, it's good. I can't wait. I'm salivating. Can you hear me salivating? America, can you hear me? By the way, I want to wish all my Jewish friends, and maybe non-Jewish friends, depending, Rosh Hashanah coming this Sunday, and uh, Happy New Year. That's the Happy New Year, the New Year in on the Jewish calendar. It's one of the high holy days, and so it's one of the most important hol- uh, holidays, followed uh, not far by Yom Kippur. Which I would say is the most important of the high holidays. Um, You can Google them. Maybe next week I'll talk about them a little bit if you like. Uh, But that is a very, very, excuse me, important holiday uh, to be with family and so forth. I happen to have a fantastic rabbi, a Chabad rabbi. Chabad is one of the fastest growing uh, parts of Judaism not just in America, but around the world, and there's a reason for it. And uh, his name is Chaim Cohen. There's a lot of Chaim Cohens out there, but there's only this one for me and for our family. But I used to be what they would call a reformed Jew, not reformed E.D., reformed Jew, but I uh, resigned from that. Because as an institution, it is uh, mostly useless and uh, way too political, way too left-wing, way too Democrat, and I got sick of it. I've talked about when I was a little kid, we would go to a reform sitting, but they had a great rabbi there, Bertram Korn. He'd been a rear admiral, actually, and he wrote about the Civil War, the role of the Jews in the Civil War. is quite a patriot. Uh, But we were surrounded by libs. And as a little kid, I remember, we would go to synagogue from time to time. As many go to church or their mosques or whatever. And I couldn't wait for it to end. You know why, Mr. Producer? They had a big sugar cookie and grape juice. A big sugar cookie and grape juice. But now, as I've gotten older, you know, the first time I went to Israel... Uh, was due to the fact that my wife wanted me to go to Israel. I was 60 years old, something like that. 60. My parents had always been very supportive of Israel. Um, and, um, you know, when you embrace faith, depending on how you embrace it or if you embrace it, it does affect your life in a very positive way. In a very positive way. I don't go through all the bureaucracy that many of my friends do. But my Chabad Rabbi makes it very accessible to me. We try to get together once a week because I want to learn more and more about ancient history, even the details and particulars of it, because it fascinates me. And that's what we do. And if we can't meet in person, we... We try to meet the following week if we or we do it by uh FaceTime on the on my iPhone and so forth. If he's in Virginia and I'm in Florida, that sort of thing. And uh he's just a fantastic family friend, as is his beautiful wife, as are his children. I think he's thirty or thirty one and they have uh gee, I don't even know. Is it four kids now? Yeah. I guess they're going to have many, many more. Many, many more. Orthodox have a lot of kids, actually. It's a good thing. So there you have it. Why am I talking to you about this? Because Rosh Hashanah is coming up. Followed by Yom Kippur. That's why I'm talking about it. We have a guest coming up in a few minutes, too. Eric Schmidt. He is the candidate, the Republican candidate for the Senate from Missouri. Missouri is the show me state. Now, I've always kidded with my Missouri brothers and sisters, what is it that you want to show us? Maybe you shouldn't wink wink. It's a great state. Been there several times not recently. Landmark Legal Foundation's headquarters is in Kansas City, Missouri. And I have to say they have fantastic barbecue there. Why? See, I'm hungry. So I'm thinking of food, Mr. Producer. But they do Fantastic barbecue and ribs. They do. Now I know the you know Memphis says they have the best and all throughout Texas they have the best. This one I'm I'm not really in competition. I'm just saying they have great stuff. They had a great third baseman there too once, a long time ago. I would argue we had a better one in Philadelphia. Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. You've heard of Mike Schmidt, haven't you, Rich? Even though you're a Mets fan, you're not that you're smart enough to know who Mike Schmidt was, right? And You are a Mets fan, right? They made the playoffs. Did the Phillies? You have no clue. I don't follow baseball as much as I used to. No, you don't either. So uh, we're moronic. We would have to get Stephen A. Smith here. All right, let me jump in. But many of you are saying, "Okay, Mark." Mark, Mark, it's not NPR, the National uh, Pubic Radio. I got it. Here we go. Mitch McConnell zigzags on GOP immigration politics from Breitbart. I told you, this guy is no good. He's no good. Illegal immigration use makes the U.S. weak, but legal immigration, quote, helps make us strong. And The pocketbook pain of inflation is another matter, GOP leader Mitch McConnell said in a revealing speech on the Senate floor. And it highlights or spotlights the GOP leaders' tactical zigzags between corporate donors' profits and GOP voters' pocketbooks as a trust to win a Senate majority in November. I, I don't even know how we can afford any more immigration. Okay, am I kind of a radical now, Mr. Producer? We have millions and millions of people in this country who've just come here. We need time to assimilate. Now, I know the Democrat Party believes we should assimilate into the cultures from where these people came. But I believe these people need to assimilate into our culture, at least what's left of it. At least what's left of it. So when Mitch McConnell talks like that, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I don't like this guy. I don't like him. I know they prop him up. I don't like him. Orderly legal immigration is part of what makes America strong. Anarchy and open borders make us weak, he said. The southern inflow is record-shattering. Two million apprehensions only count the subset of people that were actually caught. Experts estimate hundreds of thousands of more people on top of that number who simply got away. There's nothing compassionate or humane about the border crisis that Democrats' mixed signals and failed policies have unleashed. It's not fair to American citizens, it's not fair to law enforcement, and that's all good. McConnell declined to detail why he thinks orderly legal immigration makes America strong, certainly at this point. As I said, a country needs time to assimilate all these people into the system to identify them, to deport the criminals, to deport the perverts, to find the parents for the kids. But many business groups and donors support the federal government's extraction uh, migration policies. Still, with the imported stimulus of cheap workers, and Mitch McConnell is an animal of Washington, D.C. He goes back to Kentucky from time to time, but Washington, D.C. is what he represents. And while he's not a Marxist, like the man across the aisle from him, he is a Republican from Washington, D.C., not from Kentucky. He's a disaster. I'll be right back. In this economy, we all need as much help as we can get. If you own a business, you're looking for ways to survive. Innovation refunds can help. Small business owners, please listen up. You could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Now, this isn't a loan. There's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. Go to GetRefunds.com. Their tax attorneys are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program and have already returned $1 billion to businesses, and they can help you, too. Go to GetRefunds.com. They do all the work with no charge up front. They simply charge a percentage of the cash that they get for you. Go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. It's that simple. Now, this payroll tax refund is only available for a very limited amount of time, so check it out right away. GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Welcome back to America. We have a great guest with us from the state of Missouri, the show me state, Eric Schmidt, the attorney general there is the Republican nominee for the U.S. Senate. We need to win this seat. Eric Schmidt, how are you, sir?
4: I'm great, Mark. Great to be with you.
0: Thank you. Um, tell us about this race. Tell us about who you're running against. Tell us about what's at stake.
4: Yeah, it's a big one. I mean, it's a 50-50 Senate and the path to the majority to get to at least 51, uh, runs right through the show me state. And, uh, you know, I'm running against a, a billion dollar heiress. She comes from a, a family fortune. She's trying to buy this seat. Uh, she'd be the 51st vote for this radical agenda we see right now. It's a real contrast in backgrounds and I think, you know, obviously our, our beliefs. Uh, my dad worked at Anheuser-Busch. she's of the Anheuser-Busch fortune. My dad worked there seven days a week in the midnight shift. I come from a working-class background. In fact, I gave tours and took out the trash in college uh, on the property that she grew up on. And so a little bit different background there, but certainly um, she's got, you know, has espoused all these radical beliefs we see right now from Joe Biden and that administration and Democrats. I mean, she's for the Green New Deal, she's for the taxing and spending that we see right now. Um, she checks all those boxes. And for me, you know, I've been very active, Mark, as we've talked about before, leading the charge in the system of federalism. Going up against the Biden administration, Missouri was the first state to file the vaccine mandate lawsuit. We took that all the way to the Supreme Court. We won. Every state to state's a border state. so Missouri's led the charge on the Remain in Mexico lawsuit, which we won. Title 42, which we won, which accounts for about 50% of all the expulsions. So if you think it's bad at the border now, double it. That's what was at stake in that lawsuit. And then, of course, we've got this uh, big lawsuit against big tech um, colluding with big government to silence conservative speech. So at every turn, I've been in the middle of these big, important fights to save this country. I want to take that same fighting spirit I've had as attorney general to the United States Senate, because we are not having traditional political debates, Mark. You talk right. about all the time. We're not talking about tax cuts and entitlement reform, those sorts of things. The Democrats are two votes away in the United States Senate from packing the Supreme court, adding states to the union, federalizing our elections, open borders and amnesty. They want to fundamentally change this country forever which is why this election is so important.
0: Well, you've been a great attorney general and you're a great candidate. And isn't it interesting, the people of Missouri and the whole country, you come from a working class family, you're Republican, your opponent uh, was born with a platinum spoon in her mouth and she embraces all these Marxist agenda items and so forth, pushes them because she has what she, you know, what she has, uh, but everybody else who wants to work and invest and become successful even modestly successful she would shackle them she would make it much much more difficult is, is this not the is the irony not lost on the voters here
4: well i think people get it i think uh conservatives are the ones fighting for working people right now the democrat party is a party of by and for the elites i mean you look and see what's happening with this radical climate alarmism they're pushing esg uh, which undermines fundamental tenets of, of capitalism. Uh, they're willing to weaponize uh, agencies, uh, the administrative state against parents who dare to show up to school board meetings and objective uh, you know, curriculum. That's one other thing that we've taken on. We've issued subpoenas here in Missouri to school districts that are pushing this divisive ideology, critical race theory, invasive student surveys, like how much money your parents make, what's their political ideology, and when we were going through COVID, I mean, I sued 47 school districts, Mark, to stop the forced masking of these five-year-olds. And so I think now more than ever, we need brave people who are going to fight for working-class families. And you see this now with inflation. These are the issues that people care about. When you see gas is up as much as it is, utilities, I mean, winter is coming here. People's utility bills are going to be through the roof. Their rent is up. Their um You know, inflation's up, 401ks are down, and we need to get Democrats out of office. And that is what the message is resonating right now here in Missouri and across the country. Missouri is a microcosm, I think, um, you know, and indicative of what's important across the country. And and people have had enough of this. They want their country back, and that's why this this race is so important.
0: It really is. It's a matter of whether you love the country or you don't. That's what we're down to here. Uh, We're talking to Eric Schmidt. He is the Republican candidate for the u.s senate out of missouri he's been a fantastic attorney general if you want to help him in missouri and outside of missouri you go to schmidt that's s-c-h-m-i-t-t s-c-h-m-i-t-t for senate.com and we will put it on all of our uh, platforms as well is she outspending you
4: well right now we're about uh even on that front we came out of a a big primary, 21-person primary, and we won by a big, big margin. And so we've got a lot of momentum moving forward. But look, she, you know, proclaims to want to be the 51st vote for this radical agenda that we see. And so, uh, you know, the polling looks good for us, but I don't, you know, I don't count on any of that. I, You know, you got to work hard and get around the state. It's a big state. And it could very well be the deciding um, state as we try to get the majority back. And, and we, it's not enough just to get the majority back. I think people expect, and they should, that we're going to do something with it. And we ought to fight like heck to, you know, bring Fauci back tell him the clear his calendar, hold those sorts of hearings, hold the administrative state accountable. It's the one thing I don't think the founders could have ever envision, Mark, that these unelected bureaucrats who aren't accountable to anybody wield so much power. We have to address that. And that's, you know, again, the sort of things I've taken on as attorney general, taking on these big, important fights, these big institutions. I want to do that in the Senate. But we're in a strong position here. We just got to keep this thing going and make sure we win.
0: And you're also uniquely qualified, frankly, as an attorney general to take on the Department of Justice and the FBI and find out about the rot that's been going on there. Yes.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um, whether it's the Justice Department, whether it's Fauci, one of the lawsuits we've got going right now, Mark, is we uh, it's a landmark suit. We filed the lawsuit against the Biden administration, Fauci, Saki, you know Mary Poppins when she was there at the Ministry of Truth. We named all yeah, those right. administration officials, and uh, and we essentially alleged that look, they don't get to outsource their censorship. Everyone knows it's illegal for the government to take you off the to town square to deplatform you. But what they've done is they've directly. Colluded and coordinated with big tech companies. And now we have evidence of that. For the first time, this lawsuit about three weeks ago, documents came forward of senior Facebook officials texting the Surgeon General of the United States saying, Hey, we took that person off because they were you know, spreading disinformation. What else can we do? And we're executing on that. And then about a week ago, we got an order from a federal judge because they were claiming executive privilege, which is nonsense because we were asking for external emails. From senior White House officials. So soon we're going to get emails from Fauci and other folks in the administration and in, in the White House. And so we know that they're directly colluding. We know it's ugly stuff and we know it's it violates the First Amendment, but we don't know how far up the food chain it goes. And we're going to find out. But again, to your point, we need people who know how to ask tough questions and who are going to be unafraid in Washington, take the majority back and hold these people accountable.
0: Attorney General Eric Schmidt running for the Senate in Missouri, must-win seat. Can I hold you over? I have a few more questions, sir. Sure thing. All right, we're talking to Eric Schmidt. If you want to help, and I hope you do, SchmidtForSenate.com. that's S-C-H-M-I-T-T, schmidtforsenate.com In Missouri, all over the country, every one of these senators vote in ways that affect your lives. We'll be right back. Vin at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code L E V I N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit fastgrowingtrees.com for details.
1: Mike the funder on the right. Call in now eight seven seven three eight one three eight one.
0: Our guest is Eric Schmidt, the Attorney General of Missouri, running right now for the Senate in Missouri against a uh, multi-millionaire heiress uh, who has embraced the entire Marxist agenda, in my opinion. Uh, He comes from a working family, but he's been a fantastic Attorney General. Uh, Let me ask you this, Attorney General Schmidt. If you go to Washington and you find that you're being blocked, you're being smothered, you know, they're trying to bring you into their Washington grip and uh, try and knock you off track, you have the fortitude to, first of all, know it, and secondly, to push back against it?
4: Absolutely, and it's, it's, um, it's a great question, and actually, you get asked that a lot on the trail, because I think for far too long, people have become tired of sending people to Washington, and then they change, or they become of Washington, and, and I tell people, I mean it sincerely, um, I'm not, I don't care about being invited to the cocktail parties, I don't care about being, you know you know, liked by everybody, that's not my job. My job there is to save the republic, and I believe that. I I think that not only is this most consequential election in our lifetime, I think we're entering the most consequential decade in our republic since the Civil War, because I think we're being asked questions that we haven't been asked ever, and if we have been in a very, very long time. Like, are we going to remain the freest country in the history of the world or not? Do we believe that these unelected bureaucrats with a guidance letter can put an entire industry out of business? You know, do we believe in the Second Amendment? Do we believe that somebody like Anthony Fauci can shut down a country? And so these are big, big questions that I think could determine the fate, the trajectory of this republic, because every civilization has a beginning and every civilization has an end. I happen to believe our best days are in front of us, but we are facing a threat that we've never seen before from the Democrats who are hellbent on fundamentally changing this country forever. And so I'm going there to be a fighter. I'm going there to be a disruptor. I'm going there to make sure that this country that you and I know and love, that we've been blessed to be able to enjoy, is something our kids and grandkids can have as well.
0: That's beautifully and very, very importantly put, because then you understand this isn't just another election, and this isn't just another Senate seat. We're playing for all the marbles here. And I was uh, quite disappointed and fired back. When McConnell was uh, complaining about the the quality of our candidates, I thought, first of all, why would you do that? And secondly, I am thrilled with the quality of our candidates, all different backgrounds, all independent, um, all fighters. When you look at everybody that's involved in this and they have gone through it because they're all attacked like you by the media and so forth we have citizen candidates in many respects with different backgrounds, different histories and so forth. That's a good thing, isn't it?
4: That's right. And I think we've gotten, I've had a chance to, to meet um, some of them since, you know, the primaries have kind of been shaken out and I can't tell you how impressed I am. This is going to be an incredible class of Republicans who are going to come in and want to change things and not just go along to get along, but actually believe that this country is worth fighting for. And as I mentioned, that has been my background. I didn't, you know, come from, I didn't have a, a famous last name and I didn't have a lot of wealth. Um, we just worked really, really hard. That was the work ethic. My grandfather came back from World War II and started a butcher shop. He had an eighth grade education. As I said, my dad's from working class roots. That's That's been my background. And as attorney general, I mean, we have been leading the charge and you name any of the important fights, Mark, whether, like I said, it was the, the vaccine mandates, you know, OSHA, which was created to make sure forklifts beep when they back house back up was somehow in charge of forcing a medical procedure on 80 million Americans. We filed that lawsuit and we won. And so whether it's taking on big tech, whether it's taking on these big institutions on ESG, whether it's taking on the you know the federal government, you name the fight, these are fights of my choosing to be in the middle of them and to win. And again, now I'm going to take that same spirit to the Senate.
0: Well, that's excellent. People uh, want to support you. They can go to schmidtforsenate.com, and I hope you do, folks. S-C-H-M-I-T-T for Senate.com, Schmidt for Senate.com, uh, so we can hold the seat in Missouri. I want to thank you, Mr. Attorney General. You're terrific, and I appreciate it. And obviously, I strongly endorse you. we got to unite behind you. We've got to win. God bless you, my friend. I appreciate
4: friend. it. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for all you do.
0: All right. Be well. He sounds great, doesn't he, Rich? Folks, we have a lot of great candidates. From sea to shining sea. We really do. You can't let Washington, the Democrats, the McConnell types define who we are. You got Herschel Walker in Georgia. He's a fantastic candidate. Fantastic candidate. You've got uh, J.D. Vance. I didn't support him in the Republican primary. You may have heard about that. But he's so much better than the Democrat he's running against. There's just no question about that. And you can see how he's growing as a candidate. His policies are broadening out, embracing more and more conservative views from my perspective. And so you vote for him. You Look at Oz in Pennsylvania. It was a very rough primary. You had two great candidates. You really did. Okay, Oz is the nominee. His opponent is crazy. Crazy on policy, no experience, and he's got a problem. We can't keep doing that with the Senate or with Democrat positions, give them a pass. And Oz has been very effective. You don't have to agree with these guys on everything, it doesn't matter. Look at Blake Masters in Arizona. He's right up there. He's caught up. He's running against a guy who is simply another vote for Schumer and Biden. The guy doesn't, he doesn't speak, he doesn't advocate for a state, he doesn't fight to secure the border. It's important. Marco Rubio's in a tight race in Florida. They're spending a fortune to remake the Democrat candidate, Val Demings. She's a radical leftist. Oh, she was police chief in Orlando. I don't care. She's hard left. Hard left. And so that battle needs to be fought and won. Nevada. Adam Laxalt is a terrific candidate. He was Attorney General in Nevada. And I believe many, many Hispanics in America from all kinds of countries in Central and South America and in the Caribbean, they've had enough With the Democrat Party Marxism. They've had enough. With the sexualizing of children. They've had enough of critical race theory. They're in America to be free. And to make money and make a living like the rest of us. And I think they're seeing that. I think they're seeing that. And you go in other parts of the country. You got Wisconsin with the. Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson's one of the most important senators in the United States Senate, as I speak. He's in a hell of a race, and he's up against a red, another Marxist. These guys aren't moderates. They're not liberals. They're Marxists. Mike Lee is up against a fraud. He's running as an independent. He's thrown in with the radical left Democrats. used to be a Republican Hill staffer, but the Democrat Party decided they're going to back him. He should run as an independent to draw suburban women or whatever the theory is. So that race has closed up. It's tightened up. It's not an easy race now. It's important. We have important governorship races. Look at New York. New York is critical. There's a critical race there. Our buddy Lee Zeldin he would be a fantastic governor of that state. It's time for new blood. It's time for another party. You got the attorney general candidate, Michael Henry. It's time to take Leticia James out, politically, obviously. She is intellectually and politically corrupt. She is a radical. And you're going to have to turn out a huge force in these purple and blue states. Huge numbers. It's very important. There's a close governor's race in Nevada. There's a close governor's race in Arizona. There's a very, very important race in Georgia. Whether you like Kemp or not, for God's sakes, look at his opponent. There's an important case, a a race in, in Pennsylvania. And I could go on and on and on, folks. You know where you live. You know what's important. You know what you have to do. I'll be right back. love
1: Levin.
0: Folks, very, very, very important. Life, liberty, and Levin this Sunday. The opening statement is crucially important. We have Kevin McCarthy on to discuss uh, their proposals that they're running on their commitments to America which has now come under attack by Joe Biden, so we want to pursue that. We have Mr. Media Joe Concha on. There's nobody better, and uh, he's all over uh, Joe Biden. Uh, he's, he's done more research than you can imagine, and those things about Joe Biden I don't know and that you probably don't know either. And so it's a very, very important program, very important. Uh, the Department of Justice, which was going after Congressman Matt Gates. Well, they just couldn't find the evidence to bring against the man. So, after more than two years of putting him and his family through hell, he's not going to be charged with having sex with a 17 year old teenage girl. They haven't even invested Biden and investigated him for alleged rape. Remember, Tamara Reed? Wasn't that her name, Mr. Producer? Tara Reed. No, no, no. We don't do that. No. So Matt Gates has been an innocent man and always will be an innocent man. But the Department of Justice and the FBI tried to shut him up. We have another group, Eagle Forum. The Justice Department has subpoenaed them. The Justice Department has subpoenaed the Eagle Forum, I believe the uh, Alabama of Alabama, going back five years, Documents going back five years as part of a lawsuit challenging an Alabama law that prohibits sex change treatments for minors. So, what's happening? They're threatening them. They're intimidating them. Their free speech, their right to association. This is going on all over the country, America, all over the country. They want to keep talking about January 6th? Then let's talk about January 6th. With this nation, This nation became the plaything of the radical Democrats and their Marxist agenda. That's what happened. We go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go. Ted Budd running for the Senate in North Carolina and many, many others. Very, very important races. Work hard this weekend, and happy Rosh Hashanah and New Year to my Jewish friends. Life, liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern. Please don't miss it. If you can't watch it live, you can DVR it. Levinites, let's all join, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. And, of course, the truck drivers out there and the men and women in Ukraine are kicking ass, and Taiwan. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi and Indy, and good night, little Barney. Good night, Dad and Mom, Leo and Joe. Good night, America.